Welcome to The Breach, a Charlie Mike podcast. I'm Ty Braxton, and I just wanted to thank you for taking the time to listen in today. We're a group of Christians that discuss issues surrounding us today and how to build our faith and strengthen our walk with the Lord. We want to provide you with tools so that you can Charlie Mike. Charlie Mike is better understood as continue mission, and we want you to be able to Charlie Mike in your own mission field. Let's get started. Welcome to The Breach. I'm Ty, and this is episode one of 2023 AD of The Breach. We're going to be discussing roll call or roll call, and that's R-O-L-E call versus R-O-L-L call. And don't forget to hit the like, subscribe, the bell notification. We have some donation information on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. And check out our shop if you get a chance to get a chance to look at some of these nice shirts that we've created. And I'll be putting out a video to where a lot of this money is going to be going. But let's jump right in to roll call or just roll call. I was thinking about this topic because I was thinking to myself, are we more concerned about fulfilling our role, R-O-L-E, in winning souls and creating disciples or just resigning to the assumption that our name will be mentioned in the role, R-O-L-L, in heaven? I say assumption because if we have truly become new creations, the lackadaisical lifestyle isn't a part of that, especially when discussing eternal souls. Do we hurt for the things that hurt God? Do we long for the things that God longs for? Do we have the heart of Christ that goes to people who have no hope? We need to be sharing hope with a hopeless world. But hope is not a battle plan. That's not something we just sit back and say, oh, I have hope in Jesus and literally do nothing. That is not a battle plan. Too many just sit comfy in their hope. For most people, it is a false hope that leads to hell because they care nothing about God or the things of God. They never repented, but only said a little prayer asking Jesus to come into their life and to their heart while chasing selfish motives. It says in Luke 15.10 that the angels rejoice over one sinner, just one, over one soul that repents. It doesn't say that the angels rejoice if you show up to church. It doesn't say that the angels rejoice when you get a new house, car, win the lottery. It doesn't say that. Jesus said, go make disciples of all the nations in all four gospels, but we are too lazy to do anything at all because we're too concerned about ourselves. We are responsible for those who go to hell because they never heard the gospel. That is a weighty responsibility. If you are not going out and telling people that God has put into your life about Jesus and what he has done for us. You're responsible for them going to hell because you never gave them a chance to use their free will and choose Christ. People will argue about the question about people uh, who never hear about Jesus. This is a very uh, common question. Will they really go to hell if they never hear about Jesus? And and my answer is yes. I believe they will because otherwise, uh, Giving them the opportunity to reject Christ by going to every tribe, tongue, and nation would be the worst thing I could do for them. Telling them about Christ would be the worst possible thing I could do for them. Let's look at Romans 10, 13 through 17. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him? of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent, as it is written? How beautiful are the feet 
of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we all have to ask ourselves a very important question. What are we doing to spread the gospel? Jesus didn't say, go make disciples once a month. He didn't say, go make disciples unless you're busy. He said, make disciples, not make excuses. He he didn't say, come up with an alternative schedule that goes against what the Great Commission is. If we're followers of Christ, it means we're following him. It means we're following his commandments. Jesus says, I would like you to reach down into the world for those on their way to the pits of hell with my name on the hook and fish them out so they may be brought into the family so they can become disciples and then reach down themselves for those going into eternal separation from God and make disciples out of those people. Jesus didn't say, go make converts. He said, make disciples. Now, safety seems to be a very core value in the world, and it reveals our fear instead of our faith. And there are leaders out there who are preaching to live in fear. Be scared of the devil. Don't do anything that's risky. Stay safe. Don't step out into a place that's uncomfortable. God wants you to be comfortable. That's what they preach. And we sacrifice wisdom to those leaders who want to lead us to a place where they can profit. There must be risk, but there is no wisdom in seeking danger for the sake of danger. But faithfulness to the commands and obedience to God holds more value than safety and comfort every single time. There are many Christians around the world being persecuted for their faith, and if they put as much emphasis on safety as we do, all they would have to do is deny Christ and keep the title of Christian in their mind, as many do in America, because our so-called faith requires zero sacrifice and zero accountability because they are not preached the gospel of Jesus, a role, R-O-L-E, call. They're not preached the role of Jesus, but the gospel of comfort. The role, R-O-L-L, the two L's, call, when the role is called in heaven, that is the extent of their gospel. But will God really call your name in the role if your faith produces no evidence through our call to have a role, R-O-L-E? If you are a follower of Christ, you have to do just that, follow. His ways, his commands, his example, we love to sit back and put the responsibility on the shoulders of our leaders who are called to train us to fulfill the Great Commission. Many come to witness or be entertained by the fivefold ministry instead of learning and being trained up by it. Our leaders can literally not do it all. They are there to teach us, to train us, to keep us accountable, to put us in leadership positions so we can excel and then train others and disciple others. But they cannot do it all. You have to get out of the pew. We need to stop following agendas that profit only those hoping to enslave us to that very agenda. Those few have us looking to science as our savior. A science that's not even science. They just use the term to get us to follow blindly that we become so blind we don't notice when the science changes in the opposite direction. Those people just change directions and scream science, trying to convince everyone who wasn't so easily swayed to conform to the world. Many look to, let's say, for current events, 
Many look to vaccines or doctors or nurses as their saviors. There is a reason it's called medical practice. Sorry, I don't want to be practice on. I don't. For many still yet, politicians are looked to as saviors. Even worse, there are pastors look to as saviors because the pastor may be teaching a gospel of selfish ambitions that go against scripture. Jesus came to redeem us, but we must leave those very lifestyles that abandon him for the world. We must leave behind the world system and follow him. Opposition will come in the form of family, friends, co-workers who do not believe in God, and they will try to convince you he doesn't exist or doesn't have the power. They will shame you for not conforming to the world like they did. And I am tired of people telling me what God cannot do. Just waiting to be raptured out. These are Christians. We won't fulfill our call many times because there are things we need to be delivered from and would rather hold on to strongholds. And other times we don't want to be held accountable. And when we don't want to be held accountable, we say we need deliverance. But really what we need is self-control. We blame the devil and give him credit for the things that we don't want to take responsibility for or the consequences. Paul said, be anxious about nothing. This is just an example. So we don't need deliverance from anxiety. We need to make the choice to trust God and stop worrying like the rest of the world. It means we can control it. Be anxious about nothing. No exceptions, no excuses, no exclusions. God said, if your hand causes you to sin, not the devil, your hand, you. The thing about Paul is only when Jesus struck him blind on the road did Paul finally see. Paul did not see he was going down the wrong path until he was blind. So again, is your focus on your name being on the roll call up yonder, the R-O-L-L call up yonder, or is your concern fulfilling your role, the commands of Jesus, to fulfill your roll call down here on earth, the R-O-L-E call? We have an assignment, and it isn't staring up at the heavens. It is looking for the lost so they can meet the one who made it possible for you to be on that roll call in heaven, the R-O-L-L call in heaven. Now, there are a lot of Christians who will deny a lot of what I'm saying because they're like, I go to church. Uh, yeah, I, I listen to my pastor preach the Bible. And if that's all they're doing, if they're just preaching and they're not training, then that, that's kind of useless. Make disciples, remember? If you think a demon won't draw you to a church that will keep you compromised and lost all the while thinking you are saved, you are sadly mistaken. We must remain vigilant because there will be those who claim to be Christian who will use scripture like Satan did in the wilderness when tempting Jesus. Just because you can quote scripture doesn't mean you're a Christian. They will use the verse about standing before God when they have been casting out demons and healing the sick. And God will then say, depart from me, I never knew you. And they'll use that scripture to argue against deliverance. And they'll say deliverance isn't for today, which that's nowhere in the Bible. But my response is if you're doing less than those who God never knew, like in the scripture and the we just read, 
what does that mean for you? If you're doing less than the people that God says, I never knew you. Hebrews 10, 36 through 38 says, patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised for in just a little while, the coming one will come and not delay. And my righteous ones will live by faith, but I will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. So many people say that it's not about works. It's not a works-based gospel. You can't get to heaven based off of your works. That's true. But your faith will be proved by your works. Like you're, If you're following Jesus, the works will follow. And it's not a works-based gospel, but it is not a laziness-based gospel either. Works matter in our faith, but it doesn't earn our salvation. But laziness proves where your loyalties really lie. I am always hearing people preach that we should wait for Jesus's return. But that's not why we're here. It's not called the great waiting. It's called the great commission. So we are not to sit around waiting, but taking and occupying. Stop letting the world affect you and start affecting the world. Are you an agent of life to others? Are you walking with the Holy Spirit guiding you? And when we are being led by the Holy Spirit, we need to remember we don't follow signs and wonders. Signs and wonders follow us, but we cannot be more concerned about these things than we are about the souls meeting the miracle worker. 2 Corinthians 5.20 says, So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. The Great Commission is not the great suggestion either. Paul said he was a debtor to the lost. Romans 1.14 says that. He owed Christ to the world. God isn't going to bless you for who you are pretending to be. Because it doesn't glorify him. If we're being led by the Holy Spirit, we're going out and reaching the lost. We're making disciples. Signs and wonders will follow. We will continue to strive for the things of God. So stop pretending to be a Christian by just showing up. When we don't live for Christ, we are telling the rest of the world that we don't care if they go to hell. In this current age, we are experiencing complacency, extreme immediate gratification, excessive consumption and slothfulness. I want to give a quick shout out to my pastors because they have done such an amazing job leading and training and discipling. And recently they started a a series called Provoking Passivity. And I thought that was so amazing because it's very militant, but the passive mindset has infiltrated the church and just made them complacent. It has made them useless in the fight for the kingdom. And it's literally just handing territory over to the enemy. So I think it's amazing that they have attacked the spirit of passivity. And many of those churches that have allowed passivity to come in, they'll say, oh, well, if it's God's will, if you would read your Bible, you would know what God's will is. And that is to destroy the works of the devil paired with self-control and obedience to God. Yes. Pray for God's will to be done, but stop praying for God's will to be done on things we already know that's not God's will, or if it is God's will. Stop praying that way. It means you're passive if you're praying that way. If God's already told you what his will is, or he's told you what his will is not, 
Stop praying these passive prayers. Take action. Fulfill God's will. When you are looking for a way out of uncomfortable obedience, you're living the passive lifestyle. People say they want to be the hands and feet of Jesus until movement is actually required because it will make them come out of that passive lifestyle. They would rather live a paralytic life for the members of the church body. Feet walk and hands touch and pick up things. The only time the hands and feet stay motionless is if the body is dead. We are always asking God to do things that he commissioned us to do, to be the hands and the feet. You will not receive well done, good and faithful servant if you're literally doing nothing and you weren't a servant fulfilling your role, R-O-L-E, on earth. And so comes the question, if your name will really be in the role, R-O-L-L, in heaven, there will be no drudgery. There will be a desire to serve God. And those dead people that don't want to answer the call of their role, R-O-L-E, here on earth, will guilt and shame people who are bold to keep those bold individuals from exposing the lazy lifestyle that they're living. Stop apologizing to your dead, lukewarm family and friends who choose the coward's way daily to keep themselves warm and fuzzy instead of putting on the full armor of God and taking on the hordes of hell to have a role to fill the role. If you haven't surrendered your life to Christ and are ready to come to God, we at Charlie Mike would like to lead you in a prayer in just a moment. But first, we want to be clear. Praying a sinner's prayer is not a ticket into heaven. These are not magic words. You must follow Christ and live for him. You cannot receive salvation by your own merits, but by what Jesus has already done. Ask to receive the Holy Spirit to be filled and experience what God has for you. You will not live the same life and you won't be able to keep Jesus to yourself if you become a Christ follower. 1 John 2, 4 tells us that the one who says, I have come to know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar. Those commandments are to love God and to love others. If you love God, you will follow him. And if you truly love others, you will want others to experience God and give their lives to him as well. So if you are ready to pray, pray this. God, I ask for forgiveness. I believe Jesus died for me and nothing I have done wrong is too great for the power of his blood that was shed for me. I am ready to forsake the world and live a changed life because I realize how much you love me. I love you and am ready to live for you. If you made the decision to surrender yourself to God and follow Jesus, I encourage you to spend time daily with him in prayer, reading his word and worshiping him for who he is. Much will be revealed to you in this time with him. Be a part of a community of believers who grow in the fullness of God's word and join a church that does the same. Get involved and stay accountable with each other. Also, please let us know that you made this decision by emailing us at charliemike.me at gmail.com or message us on Facebook at facebook.com slash charliemikeinternational.